Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. People are strange. strange. Something strange. Is that strange? That is strange. Strange. That is strange. Well, that is strange. This is strange. Strange. Daniel Duvall, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing very well. Thank you, Greg. Sorry about that. My computer just had a glitch, so I'm like freaking out, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, it, it, you know, technology, like, it, it, it's picky. It is picky. It picks and chooses the winners, kind of like YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy to have you on, Daniel. Uh, for those who are not kind of familiar with your work, could you please describe yourself and what you do? I'd love to. So I wear a number of hats. I think I started off as a podcaster and uh, wrote a couple of books early on that were relatively unsuccessful. Uh, later on, I became a better podcaster. And uh, starting around 2015, we really started branching out as far as what I was doing, which I started a nonprofit organization in 2012 that grew into a church. And as part of our mission, we started to help people that have been through extraordinary trauma, largely dealing with Satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control agendas, which by definition takes you into the realm of alien encounters, conspiracy, oh, yeah. uh, the deep state, and all of that, because I'm talking to the people that are pretty much defecting from that world, and we're doing our best to help them. So I end up with a lot of strange data points, but we are doing our best to help people with the power of Jesus. And um with that foundation, we have grown over the years, and now we have quite the outreach. So you can find us at bridemovement.com and my podcast at dandevall.com. That's great. How did you get started as far as, uh, it was it just all word of mouth? Or did you have some help as far as friends in the business that kind of could direct clients to you? Yeah, well, you know, I, I started because I realized early on, and I was listening to super soldiers coming out. I remember one specific Duncan O'Finian. He, that he came out way early talking about stuff that was going on. A few others that I had found just on YouTube and in different places on the internet blogs, Svali that I read. And I began to put together some, some, some dots that basically said, look, if I want to really understand what's going on, Mm-hmm. in the world. And I'm coming at this from a Christian perspective. So I'm thinking I like, you know, in the Christian world, they want to talk about the last days, the end times and, and, and how Satan's involved. Right. But my thing was, if I want to understand that, then I have to get this information from the people that are the closest to that world, which would be individuals that have been programmed. And by that word programmed, what I mean is they have been strategically traumatized with with science and technology and and pain and 
magic and rituals and so forth so that they are under the control of other people and entities and also then you know uh <laughs> able to navigate worlds that if you talk to them on a you know normal wednesday afternoon they wouldn't be able to recount to you and i realize that it's these people that once helped will expose the whole thing so i made it my goal to be that help i was like i want to help and that started by podcasting just like can i find someone that has some memories that wants to talk about it and gotcha that is what set us on a trajectory because i started just praying for these people frankly i mean that that is how we started okay yeah because i mean it's very uh it's a unique niche or a niche. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of places to go, right? Uh, if you if you truly believed that you were, um, I guess, programmed and you have this attachment to you, you don't know what it is. It might be a spirit, it might be a demon, or it might be part of your DNA, which is something that I wanted to talk to you about. And how do people know? Like, they can't just go to a doctor, you know what I mean? No. So no. that's it's a very uh, unique kind of um, employment. <laughs> well, you know, there, there are signs. And, and here's the thing, right? Because when people come to me, Greg, they, they have a lot of issues. Okay. Number one, when I ask them questions like, tell me about your childhood. Answer usually comes back. I don't remember much about my childhood. Um, you know, do you ever have your missing time? Yeah, sometimes I black out. I really don't know what I do. Hmm. You know, um, do you have sexual dysfunction in your marriage? A, a lot of people don't realize that some of that is related to trauma. And then there are the targeted individuals that have symptoms like my ears ring all the time and it's high pitched frequencies that change. It's irritating. It's driving me nuts. Hmm. There are people who claim, right? my entire mood is being dictated by the frequencies that are blasting me. And I just don't know where they're coming from. I, I, there are people that have the symptoms of sleep paralysis and violation during states of sleep paralysis. And they don't like it because, you know, I mean, whether it's a physical person or an entity in the spirit realm, it still leaves that individual feeling victimized when yeah. certain activity goes on and they are not in control and they are not the decision maker on what's happening to their body. These are some of the symptoms, some of the complaints that people arrive at my doorstep with. And it's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I tried three steps to a better me and, and I tried just being positive, but it didn't stop the experiences. And then, and then there are others that are actively aware I'm being abducted. I, I have these memories of, engagement with entities that that were not good experiences and i don't know why it's happening to me i don't know if i'm special or chosen and, and but i don't like it so mm -hmm. what do i do about it you know and and then we get into even weirder testimonies right because some of these people are are are, are recounting i have children that are not human because of my encounters with these, and I've even met some of them. And so uh, when people begin to wrestle through some of this conversation that they can't have 
in a doctor's office, as you said, yeah. or 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 with their good friends. Sometimes it's, they, you know, they they find someone like me and then they unload everything and then they're like, so what do I do? Well, so do you have a history in like psychiatry or psychology or any of those like formal trainings? Or is this purely kind of um, almost like a, a pastor, kind of just like a, a friend more than like, how do you how did you just or um, I guess, how did you put together your um, your program? That's a that's a, that's a deep question, my friend. Okay. So look, um, I, there's a surface level answer to that. And uh, then there's like the actual story. Now I don't know what you want, because if I go into the actual story, go then I'm the going to be taking your audience through a spiritual experience that was mine. And, you know, I, I mean, some, yeah, let's some do they it, struggle man. with that. Yeah. Let's but do it. OK. Yeah. So, so the actual story, the actual story, um, I, I, I. I, I got some 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 help from a, a mentor and his name was Dr. Preston Bailey early on. And, and he had been working with survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government sponsored mind control projects for about 30 years. I mean, you know, and he he never trained me how to do what he did, but he definitely spent a year because I asked him, I just, I just gave him a phone call. I said, you know, can we just talk? And and we did. We, we just and he would just tell me stories. He would just tell me stories. And it was the foundation of what started me in the right direction. When I launched my podcast, I met a woman and she came on my podcast and started sharing elements of what she remembered. And uh, then we began to do work together after we had done seven interviews on what she had recovered by herself. And I said, I'm just going to pray for you. And I knew a few things. I had read some books. I'd read Fritz Springmeier. I had listened to what, you know, Dr. Preston Bailey had, shared with me and I had a foundation in the Bible and Christianity and how to pray because I went to Bible school. So I said, you know, I'll just do my best. And that's where we started. Now, as, as, as we began to work, what would what, what happen would be, I would say, you know, is there anyone on the inside that wants to talk to me? And I started meeting alternate personalities as actually, because when you talk about mind control and you talk about the way that people are shattered into projects, what Mengala was laying the foundation for, it it it, it is trauma-based mind control. That that means that when the mind is pushed to the point of absolute fear, fear of death specifically, and often on a repeated basis, especially before the age of seven, that causes the soul to shatter in a way that leads to the development of alternate personalities, not just normal like fragmentation and dissociation. And, and those then shattered soul fragments can be given identities, jobs, and assignments by evil people, which is exactly what happens to most of the folks that I work with. Either that or <laughs> we get fancier and talk about artificial intelligences, cosmic computers that are organic, entities, Nephilim. There's a lot of programming that's being done, and it has nothing to do with humans at all. But that's another conversation. So we started to meet the personalities that were in this person. And among those personalities, we, we found a guy. This is a female, by the way, but there was a guy in there and he, he was a young guy. And I thought it was an alternate personality that was male. And it turned out to be an angel of the Lord. And, and what a lot of people don't realize is that yet yeah, God certainly does give people guardian angels. But our concept of that is typically like the angels on the outside doing something and we just live our lives and never see them. But for survivors 
of this world, uh, one of the things that we realized God did is he actually sent angels in to what I would call the system. And, and they would put pretend to be alternate personalities. So they would screw up what the programmers were doing throughout the person's life by well, being in there, yeah, watching and, what happened. I mean, it's it's this whole had, hit job like, of heaven. It's really cool. Like fallen angels and is a thing, right? You know, the, the Nephilim and, and fallen angels. I mean, just because it's a guardian angel doesn't mean that it couldn't necessarily be a, a bad one or it could be a good one. Oh, yeah. Well, people certainly have evil angels assigned to them as well. We've definitely run into that. So anyway, but this was a good one. This one was a good one. And it, it, I mean, so this shatters a lot of, first of all, mindsets, I think, and, and, and really, but that's okay, right? You asked for the story. This is actually what happened. Um, he, he began to be very helpful. And when we would not know how to solve problems on programming and what was done and how to undo it, he would basically give tips and 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 strategies and explain things and concepts that I had no idea. So I started learning how to undo programming from an angel that was inside of the system that God put there. Essentially, it was like a big setup over 60 years. Like literally, it was put in motion way before I was even born, but it had a purpose. And as time went on, there was a lot of other divine interventions from the spirit world, from Jesus, from the angelic realm to basically flesh out an understanding of how to solve a problem that was not being solved. Because I think, and I, I've told people this in other contexts, the problem of mind control is possibly the most important problem that will be solved in our generation. Because what's been engineered, I mean, beginning thousands of years ago and expanded heavily through Nazi Germany and the operations of Mengele and those like him, and then spread to U.S. and Russia and, and, and different nations throughout the world in preparation of laying a foundation for a global government that is basically a one world order. It is, is a strategy to mind control the population of the whole world to different levels. And, and, and the ability to shatter that will be one of the biggest problems, I think, that could be solved in this generation. So, so there was a definite for us, for me, intervention. And, and so as time went on, we became better and better at understanding the dynamics, the concepts, the mechanics of how people's mind control is being done from a spiritual perspective, from a technological perspective. And it, 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 that, that's also led us into how we began to understand the DNA, the iniquity, and how bloodlines really, truly relate to what people are going through. Yeah. So let's get into that because um, on the episodes of Blurry Creatures, you were you were talking about bloodlines, iniquity, which iniquity, I honestly didn't know what that meant. I had to look it up, but it's it's pretty much like a almost a cursed bloodline, right? It's from sin or the sins of your father, sins of your ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So one of the things that people... I think get tripped upon in, in in basic Christian teaching is is the idea that you know okay, God is holy, He hates sin. Therefore, you know, the whole problem that people have is just the things that they do wrong that God doesn't like, and 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 people don't like that because it it just makes them feel like God is very judgmental. He doesn't get them. He doesn't understand, and he's pretty much a stick in the mud. And and it's and and I would agree to a, a certain degree that 
oversimplifying the issue is not productive, right? So, mm -hmm. so Jesus certainly died for our sins. And according to biblical teaching, right, our, our standing with God is not based on what we've done, but on who he is. So that's the grace of God. But iniquity becomes a unique conversation because as you read through the Bible, it's not all about just what you do. Iniquity comes from 11 different Hebrew words, one of, uh, and basically most of them essentially boil down to the concept of perversion. That's, that's what it means. But they are repeatedly distinguished from both sin and transgression. So there's like these three different ideas. And I'm not going to go through all the Greek and Hebrew, but this idea is carried throughout the Bible. And, and what you basically arrive at is sin is an action where you just kind of screw up. Transgression is a commitment to a lifestyle of evil. Okay. Um, but iniquity is what happens when that commitment changes the DNA. Mm. And therefore, God says, I will visit the iniquity of the fathers onto the children to the third and fourth generation. So it says that several times in the first five books of the um, Old Testament. And then you have this concept being repeated in different places throughout in Isaiah, in Daniel, there's this consistent breakdown. And what, what happens is the reason why God visits the iniquity is, is because iniquity becomes a perversion on the DNA of the human vessel. This simple concept explains so much. So let me explain at the beginning, right? Let's say you have a person and their grandfather was an alcoholic, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was raging thinking about. alcohol. Yeah. And okay. So now their dad gets born and to a raging alcoholic mm -hmm. and 12 years old has that first drink of whiskey. Now he might do that with three friends that stole a bottle of whiskey from, you know, their uncle's cabinet. And there's four kids there, three of them drink it. Right. And they're like, I hate this. This is disgusting. And they, they don't touch it again. They're like, this was a bad idea. But the one whose dad is a raging alcoholic immediately becomes an alcoholic yeah. and starts drinking with every opportunity they have, but by the time they're 18, they, they're, they, their whole life has been redirected because of this addiction and they're getting in trouble. They're doing this, they're doing that. Now they have a kid and their kid is doing the same thing. And so you have this bloodline of alcoholics, mm -hmm. but why, what makes the difference between the kid whose dad is a raging alcoholic and the one that's not when they have that first taste of that substance? And the answer is, who has the iniquity? Because, because for the person whose dad is the raging alcoholic, they actually are born with a genetic disposition towards that issue. Now, let me expand this idea a little bit more, right? So in the satanic cults, one of the reasons why they're so big on bloodlines, and, and, and I will say expand satanic cults into ruling families in European and other nations, right? It's all about the, if you don't have the right bloodline, they, they won't let you date their kids. Mm -hmm. Like there is an exclusive club, but what's the whole point now in the satanic cults and in some of these higher level families and those that connect to the Illuminati, like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Sinclairs, the DuPonts, like these, right? These groups, there has been an 
objective over the millennia to compound iniquity because the more pervert you pervert the human genome away from original design of God, the more evil power can be associated with that vessel because the vessel is pre-coded to cooperate with powers of darkness on a different level. So for instance, like me, I can only ever go so far into the occult because I'm not, I'm not blue blooded, but I'll tell you what, if, if my ancestor was King Charles the eighth and I'm coming from some of these certain bloodlines, like I have a different level of iniquity because there has been an intentional defilement within certain bloodlines that are connected to these evil groups. And this is why you have people in these satanic and Illuminati and, and illuminated groups going through constant rituals because they understand that what they are vesting as iniquity into one generation is then being automatically passed down to the next so they can pile even more iniquity upon that. This is going towards what they call an antichrist agenda because the Bible says, you know, this is the man of sin, the son of perdition. That whole idea, the son of perdition, is they want to perfect iniquity on a vessel that basically will receive the full power of the dragon, which is Satan, to rule what they want to build as a one world government. So that's the big agenda. So they've been working to perfect iniquity in what are called these Illuminati bloodlines. Now, this is the interesting thing about perfecting iniquity, which is this perversion. When you re really begin to understand that this concept means changing the DNA, you better understand why people are being abducted by aliens and having their DNA messed with as you have sperm and eggs being extracted from people on these craft. And they're being impregnated with different things, having these hybrid children. All of this comes back to a conversation on iniquity because, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to change humanity from the image of God into something else. This also explains transhumanism agendas mm -hmm. leading to post-humanism agendas. It's all about changing people on a fundamentally genetic level so that there is a um an, an an ability to control people and 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 to implicate them more and more into the realm of control by the powers of darkness okay i'm gonna pause there because well yeah i just i have a couple questions and just want to um yeah kind of go off of that alien abduction thing because you mentioned on blurry creatures that they're not only trying to like yes make this worse compound the uh iniquity but they're they're also trying to identify it and so that's one of the reasons why the alien abductions kind of happen is they extract the marrow and the blood and they're trying to identify the markers in the DNA. And I, I was thinking right off the bat when I heard you say that, I'm like, isn't that the purpose of 23andMe? You know, is this like it's a front? It's yeah, let's find out where your ancestry is from. But really, it's they want to find out more about what you have in your DNA. I, I think so. I mean, I, I didn't give my DNA to 23andMe personally. That's that's a personal choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just made but, sense, right? 
Well, this is this is exactly what people are reporting that have been abducted and put on these crafts. It's like they're taking my DNA and they're looking for certain markers. And sometimes they hear the conversations that these beings are telepathically or psychically having with each other. Like, oh, yeah, this one's not going to be good. Or, wow, we really can do a lot with this one and, mm. and, and so forth. It's interesting. And this is, frankly, how I know this is true. Because when I began to get to a certain level of helping people, what I realized is we're not going to be able to stop these abduction experiences until we resolve whatever has gone sideways in your DNA that gives them what they perceive to be legal rights to your vessel. And that comes back to code and markers. Now, now, what a marker is in the blood or the DNA is essentially a sequence mm-hmm. that is recognized, right? So it, it it could be any sequence, but it's it, it's recognized with like a, 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 a in DNA would be a sequence of bases. Yep. Adenine, cytosine, guanine, thymine, right? And and you see that sequence, and when that sequence is a certain thing, it's it's a marker. And if these entities recognize that a person has markers that are borrowed from either their code or their working, then that's almost like a tag on that person's body. And it's like, that one is accessible to us because they have our code. And, yeah. and it's really backwards. It's unfair and it's unjust, which is why we've had a lot of success in getting people set free because we realize that, but it doesn't matter to them. As long as those markers are there, they're going after people, right? Which is why you will have like a whole family of people. They all get abducted and their next door neighbors don't. Well, so but, and, and it reminds me of the vaccine. I mean, this, well, they call it a vaccine, but it's more of just a technology, but it's mRNA. It's reverse transcribing into your D, your genome, your DNA, and it clearly does not prevent, cure, or stop you from spreading COVID. But then again, they want it in your body for some reason. And I was just like, "What? why is this big push? Why do they want this in your body if it's not going to help you for what it's designed to help you for? Come on. You're a very intelligent individual, Greg. <laughs> well, I try to be, but hey, uh, and 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 then and, and that's why people have called the whole thing with COVID mass psychosis. Like, first of all, it's a flu. Yep. I mean, people die from the flu every year. This one just happened to be genetically engineered mm-hmm. in China with the help of U.S. dollars funded through Gates, like Anthony Fauci. God, this is definitely not going to make it through YouTube's filters, oh, it's, but it's, not it's, it's just the truth. And yep. and and yeah, the, the the whole agenda was the infrastructure. I believe this. The whole agenda of the COVID was the infrastructure they were able to build because of the mass psychosis that they were able to generate through the release of this genetically modified flu. And that infrastructure includes a population of people all over the world that receive these mRNA vaccines that have the capacity to interact with external sources. So that not only do you have this technology in the body that's changing things with the mRNA, but, you know, I I happen to believe that it, it can be um manipulated from you know I, I i watched a video and of course this is all conspiracy so i did i do the science no but there, there was a guy that i mean he did a, like a youtube video and he was just showing like 
these are the readouts of like body system readings from from people that have received a certain russian vaccine mm-hmm. the, the, the vaccine goes in the body and that technology that's hidden in there is able to report the data and this is the he hacked the database it was just like okay you know i think they are definitely doing stuff like that yeah and probably worse yeah so and it just goes into that transhumanism agenda where they're re-encoding your system with something yeah. We don't know. I mean, I've seen videos, I've seen reports that it could be uh, technology as far as machinery, you know, very, it's nanotech, right? And, you know, can that be accessed via Bluetooth, via just some sort of external Wi-Fi system, some sort of, I, I, who knows? But it's not, it's not from God. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, hello there, audio listeners. Greg here. I hope you enjoy this free little segment of Strange Sauna. Strange Sauna is a side program that I'm doing on the side here, still connected to the Pardon My American broadcast. If you like the content in this segment and you want to hear more, go check out the full episodes only on Patreon at patreon.com slash pardonmyamerican. Okay, sayonara. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on Earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide-open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.